See, now you got me lit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome back to It's Giving. Yo. And we're here with a special guest. I might have to redo that. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome back to It's Giving. And we're here today with a special guest. You want to go ahead yeah, and introduce yeah. yourself? Hey, shout out It's Giving podcast for having me it's 808 Taj here you know your boy Taj the one the god body himself man I'm here to just have a great ass convo just lighten the vibes of everybody day bro let's get it oh period we here we here okay so how are you first off how was your day uh my day has been real chill bro I've been at home most of my day I actually watched um, what's that movie called? King Richards? Because mm -hmm. Serena just had her last game. So I was like, I ain't never watched this movie. I'm going to check it out. Smoke some joints today. Just been just been chilling, bro. How have you been today? I've been good. It's funny that you brought up Serena, though, because you were just saying, like, legendary and... Powerful. We love Serena. I love that. I Shout love out her Venus so too. much. Like, I'm going to miss her <laughs> when she retired. Can't cap. But um, honestly, my day's been good. I've just been vibing today. Just doing what today I today do. has been a chill ass sunday exactly. like it's just been like smooth i guess it's like the calm before the storm for y'all exactly. who don't know this next week hey it's about to be crazy in br bro but, i got something <laughs> hot coming for them next week too you don't even know they hey, don't even know what i got coming for them they don't week. know they don't know any of us nobody knows i plan nobody on knows. i plan on dropping a whole <laughs> movie like about um lsu versus su Okay. That bitch probably gonna be an hour long drop on my YouTube page probably next Ooh. Monday. It's gonna be crazy, but right, and it's gonna be in the bio, obviously. Of okay, course. get into spiritual journeys and like uh, toxicity with black men in America yeah. and stuff like that. So you want to start off light, or you want to just get into it? I want to get into it. Okay, period. I'm gonna start off with this then. If you hadn't undergone certain trauma or enlightenment experience experiences in your life would you be a creator and that you can tie in toxicity uh, with that as well. if i haven't gone through certain trauma would i be a creator mm -hmm. uh oof, i think i would have ended up creating or finding a path because i was always like a rebel to the system in mm -hmm. the society ever since adolescence so I would have found the, like, I'm a Capricorn, so I have that business mindset. Right. So I would have found the way to venture out and Analyzing. create my own platform no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I do have to give, like, up on, like, the shit that I went through because a lot of people don't know is that, like, I had, like, the worst week of my life before I had my spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And from that spiritual awakening, that opened my mind up to, like, a whole lot of perspectives and stuff. But... I would say I would have probably still been a creator because I was creating on YouTube before I had my spiritual awakening. Right. So I already had like the vision of mm -hmm. who I want to be in life, but I just had to like shed off, like exactly. inhale more. You understand? Or you I can think, fully embrace it. Yeah. And 2019 is when I first started really taking YouTube seriously. And mm -hmm. when COVID hit, you know, that knocked me in a limbo because I couldn't create content anymore. And it's like, I had to be face to face with myself. I felt like everybody had to do that during lockdown. So mm -hmm. it's like during those days, it was really about healing, you know, discovering what was bothering me, trauma and all of that. So yeah, I do. Right. It all plays a part. Every step has a purpose in life, I feel. I love <laughs> that. I love that. You know, when I actually like just look at all of your work and everything that you do, 
it's a it's a certain type of duality i would feel because you're also like hype as fuck like you're just always lit like every time you're hi like this is already just giving a hug and everything i'm always like so shy for deep interesting conversations but we can also turn up you know right so how how does that work with black men though hyper masculine uh, men i I don't know because you know for me when i was when i was coming up i was always seemed as like that outcast Mm-hmm. like different type of dude I didn't really fit in anything like even during high school I was like a popular dude but I was like a popular loner and I've right. always been lit I always mm-hmm. say that lit and that natural highness of life that's my natural state of being like I just love to have fun if it's if it's lit I'm with it no mm-hmm. matter what like if it's if it's about having fun I'm, I'm with that because you only get this life experience once but to tie in with like that that hyper masculinity as a black man I guess I mean you just got to really toning into just not give a fuck you know i feel like too many people be trying to be serious like i always Mm -hmm. always um explain to my mom like how people don't even party anymore like you go to a party and all you see is buku black dudes like posted up on a wall looking angry at each other (laughs) and something it's like bro like relax a little and turn the fuck up but You know, in this world we live in, you know, them boys they watching out for their ops. So, you mm-hmm. know, shit. I guess I don't know. I don't okay, live. Why outside. come outside? <laughs> you just don't look over your shoulder. I don't know. Stay right? in the you house. Know, they trying to be outside, but it's like I, don't, I guess they they scared to turn up. You know, they're mm-hmm. scared of people judging them. And I with get that. how that is for me, it's like I know who I am. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm just trying to have fun. I don't give a fuck what the next man says exactly. about me. Like, hey, and if, I'm always surrounded by like-hearted people just like me who don't give a fuck and they'll mm-hmm. judge and they turn up with me so it's like exactly. if i'm turning up with somebody that's in the same mindset as me hey we blocking out everything else exactly <laughs> okay period do you feel like you found like your soul tribe uh i have i have a close some close friends that mm-hmm. i know that's deep with me but as far as soul tribe uh I really don't know. You know, I'm still young mm-hmm. in life. I'm just a fresh 21. Right. I don't know. Like, I may leave Louisiana and find this amazing group of people mm-hmm. right there. So I'll be like 50-50 on right. that Soul Tribe answer because I do have some very close bros that have helped me through this life. And it's like, I'm always going to be connected to them. Right. I call I can really call them like my soul brothers, but mm-hmm. Soul Tribe say 50 50. i know a, mm-hmm. amazing i know so many amazing people though it's crazy mm-hmm. how many amazing people i know though but. right in college or just traveling to different places and everything and but i still have like a tweet in the back of my mind where it's like you haven't yet met all the people you will love or who will like embrace you way more than the people you think actually do or Facts. some things could come out too. it's like in this so. this something i've been going through like last month it's like even though I know all these people, I felt like how you said Soul Tribe, I don't really have mm-hmm. that group of people that I really have like a true deep connection with right. yet. It's like I have a whole lot of great friends, but it's, as far as somebody like completely understanding me for me, mm-hmm. and it's like boom, 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 bap, and all that shit. Like, you know, they have some people that have like that group of friends that they can always go to and they do everything with and shit right. like that. I have bros, but. I could possibly see them like turning up on like social media or some right, shit. And I'm like, right. hold on, what was the invite type shit? <laughs> Where but was it's the like, case? but it's like, it's also no hate in that because you know, like, I'm a, right. I be doing my shit. You no, know, I'm a like a loner at heart. Mm-hmm. I'm so 
at one with myself that I could just do shit by myself. But yeah, right. you know, you know I friend. felt that though. But it's like if it keep happening over and over, friendships are important. Friendships, friendships are, are important. Real, so I've just been trying to realize who for me, who who is it? Facts. So. Hey, that's that's a real thing. Hey, mm-hmm. the the line between real and fake, mm-hmm. especially when like your name is expanding in this world, is mm-hmm. like. People will try to hit you up, try right. to like be like, "Hey, I want to do this with you," and I was like, "You really gotta it's like, try to try to try to feel their vibes. Right. Like, are you are you coming to me to know me? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to hop on a wave?" And exactly. Like, that that could be quite confusing. Right. I deal with that a lot, and that's why I, I fuck with you. Yeah, because I, I already knew you were real. So I honestly. try to I try to see the best <laughs> in everybody. It's like a blessing and a curse that I have, but I always see people come to me with a good mind. But I'm also not dumb to let people mess over me too because i've had a lot of people mess over me in my life so i'm very big on keeping it real and keeping your word because that's actions speak way louder than words to me so it's like you could say all of this but it's like what are you out here really doing exactly (laughs) exactly period so you have your own podcast 808 talks talks so what do you talk about uh i try to talk about everything and it's no and it's like for me my creative process like i'll sit outside probably smoke a j mm-hmm. and just sit back and think and if like a topic comes to my head i'll just write it down in my notes like in my notes in my iphone i probably got about like yeah. 60 plus different topics that i could talk about like i made a topic last night about like why money is the real devil and it's like i'm Mm -hmm. trying to break that down in like seven or six parts like way how money is affecting life but it's like i always love podcasts when i first became spiritual that's when i realized that how powerful my voice could be right so it's like when you realize how powerful your voice can be it's like oh you want to keep doing this Mm -hmm. but you know there's a difference between doing it and i mean knowing it and executing it like i made a video on that a while ago but it's like I'm still trying to get to that consistency level where I could just go in and just make a podcast right on the spot type vibe and stuff. I still haven't reached that, but I love podcasts. Right, right. I love that. Love that. Um, it was honestly a similar journey for me. Like I would I tap into everything clearly. Like I'm just all over the place. And now it's the first time I'm actually being consistent and actually having a whole plan and actually (laughs) executing the plan so now i think even just this past summer that's what mainly opened my eyes to like stability and routine and actually embracing love for myself and i don't know because podcasts are hard some people cannot hear their voice podcasts are hard like it's like you you really you really got to know how to talk it's like i don't think people realize that it's like before um started like really doing podcasts and being able mm-hmm. to hold my phone out in front of my face and talk it's like <laughs> you really gotta like practice that shit because exactly. it's like you stumble over your words like i used to stumble over my words so much you probably gonna hear me stumble over a few yeah, words me too. but you gotta realize to just like go with the flow it's like get tapping into that energy and it's like going with the flow of a podcast is so important also you got to be able to be a good talker like in general outside mm-hmm. of podcasts and i've always been able to like hold my own in any convo I've had. Like I've had multiple, like three plus hour convos with multiple people. So I love talking. 
Uh, that used to be the only thing I used to get in trouble, trouble for in school is yeah. talking too much. I was never a bad kid, but no matter who my teacher put me by, I could start a convo with anybody and become friends with them. So my teacher always had a problem with me talking. Literally, same. <laughs> literally, same. Oh my gosh, they would tell me that all the and out, Louisiana. Yeah. So the gutter, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the school that I went to, um, or whatever. I was, you know, top 10, all that type of stuff. And they wanted me to go to another school that was way out of the district. And I'm just like, how am I going to get there? Like, I literally live across the street and I walk here. Like, you know, stuff like that. But I would get in trouble all the time. And then there are certain teachers who see your potential. And there are certain people who just like, who want to penalize you for every single thing. Right. And at some point I was about to get like suspended for talking. And I just don't understand like why kids are getting put out of schools when all they're doing is like talking in school the school system doesn't give a fuck exactly about us, school to prison pipeline <laughs> and that's very big. doesn't give a fuck that was that was probably one of the main reasons why i never really took it serious like that mm-hmm. it's like i had the knowledge and the intelligence to be like a freaking top 25 student in my class right. but it was like god damn like what is this bullshit that i'm learning mm-hmm. and shit it's like i'm big on real knowledge that can right. like actually do shit for me mm-hmm. not some shit like this goes out to everybody mm-hmm. listening to this shit right now <laughs> when you graduated high school what the fuck did you remember that was so important <laughs> that can be applied to real ass life bro it's like yeah, after yeah. i graduated high school I was thinking about going to college, but I changed my mind. And it's like, once you got to the real world, it's like, bro, your past 12 years that you just, or what it was, past 18 years that you just mm-hmm. sacrificed in school, none of that shit even matters. Exactly. <laughs> in the real America. And it's like, bro, like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah, I almost dropped out for that reason. You dropped out of college? Yeah. College. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. Cause High that, school, yeah. yeah. That was the main reasons why I didn't attend college, because mm-hmm. it was like, First of all, I had knowledge that people became rich without even going to college. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I know people, multiple people that yeah. made it without college, why the fuck do I have to go to college? <laughs> right. And I could just make it on my own too. I had dreams of being a YouTuber. Like, mm-hmm. you don't got to go to college to be a damn YouTuber. Right. So it was like, and it was like, Content I, creator already I guess I guess I saved myself because I was like, I remember telling myself in high school, because I, I used to be like a world-class cheater at school, like cheated on all my EOCs, all that so shit, make it How excellent. did you cheat on EOCs? Everybody always asks me that. How did you I don't, che- We had computers set up. I used my last name, Stuart, so I used to be sitting in the back and I guess my eye vision was so good that I could see oh, other man. people's tests. But the girl I cheated off was dumb as hell. Ah, fucked up my score, bro. She fucked up your score. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember tapping. I was like, I was like, can I trust you, bro? She said, yeah, she lied to me. Anybody who lets you cheat off the ACT, anybody who lets you do that, don't know what the fuck they doing. I I remember like senior year of high school, um, when we was going into the year, I had like a 2.9 or 2.8, like Mm -hmm. whole GPA at a whole high school semester. Cause freshman year I was clowning too much. I did not take, I had like a 2.0 GPA. I did not take school serious freshman year. I started getting my shit together after. And mm-hmm. I remember they, they were saying some shit about like, oh yeah, whoever has a 3.0 and higher, they sitting in a different row, like the honor section at the mm-hmm. graduation. And I was like, I gotta make my moms proud. I can't mm-hmm. be sitting in the back with everybody else. 
So I remember cheating that whole senior year and having like a 4.0 GPA. <laughs> if you ask me what I learned senior year, I would literally don't know what to tell you. But I, I graduated with a 4.0 GPA my senior year and I this boosted up to like a 3.2 GPA. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. When it's that easy to do that shit for a school system, it's like, how can I take it seriously? Exactly. I'm like a world-class finesser. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, because I know a lot of people are world-class cheaters right now in college. I'm like, you paying all this money just to no. throw fucking hey, cheat. Pray, pray, pray for the next generation of doctors like, and everything. <laughs> right. And plus, if I would attend college, I wouldn't even be here right now because I would have been too stressed out and mm -hmm. shit to even pick up a camera and start creating like i don't know how y'all manage school and creating <laughs> at the same time props to y'all that shit just crazy i'll be i'll be praying for my college friends but it's like they be trying to talk to me about it and it's like i haven't thought about school since like 2018. right <laughs> so, <laughs> i literally have lost that feeling of like stressed about school i don't right. even know how it feels anymore if you ain't doing if you ain't doing anything with your life being productive mm -hmm. it's like i would say go to school it's like only reason why i'm just out here like raw dog in life because i'm actually chasing some shit. right it's like if you're just out here raw dog in life and they do doing nothing, nothing that's crazy that's wild. <laughs> what are you doing yeah, like crazy. Uh, it's crazy because i just had this realization like last year so i'm already in college already halfway through and i'm still over here like what the fuck do i want to do with my life Cause I know what I came in here doing, you know, I was doing pre-med, all types of shit that I wanted to do, drop that GPA drop. It was a whole ordeal. So now I'm just starting to like get the feel of like creating and doing school at the same time. So it's just funny that you say that. Cause I don't know how people do it. Like there are certain people I look at them. I'm like, how the fuck? Life is confusing, like, bro. That's I'm one thing. This adult life, like we, fresh babies in this exactly. adult life like we knew to this world bro 21. and it's like it's confusing so it's like when people tell me how if they're lost or something and stuff and it's like i feel that shit. Mm -hmm. it's like even i'll be confused out right. here sometimes i know what i want to do in life so i know mm -hmm. the person that who don't know what to do in those out but i guess the only thing i could say about that is that being lost is a good thing and a bad thing right. because it's like I would say it's it's not a bad thing because I don't really consider anything like that bad if you're on your journey because mm -hmm. everything has a purpose. You just got to be able to step back and look at the bigger picture of it, mm -hmm. I guess. But it's like if you're lost, that gives you the opportunity to try new things and see what you want to do in life. It's and it's like if you have awareness that you're yeah. lost, that if you have ambitions enough to find out what you want to do in life, you'll mm -hmm. eventually find it. Because right. it's like with me, it was always, I was always thinking, even when I was a kid, like, who do I want to be? Like, my mom, my mom, she really talked that into me when I was mm -hmm. younger. Like, you know how they say that the shit that you hear from zero, like firstborn to like seven years old, that mm -hmm. shit is programmed in your yeah. personality. And my mom used to always tell me when I was young how great I was going to be. Didn't right. know what the hell she was talking about. Right. But it's like, Todd, you're going to be great. So it's like my whole mindset was like, I got to be great. Right. That's, what, that's all I've been hearing all my life. Especially if your mom sees <laughs> that potential. Yeah. Like, it's like, I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing in life. But I was like, I know I got to be great right. in something. Exactly. <laughs> no, so. it's, it's that type of shit. And the topic was relational uncertainty. So we're watching a video and the name of it is uncertainty is the gift you never wanted. And it's like, you're going through all these challenges. Like, okay, the guy 
his his wife um, had a tumor or something like that, and she was pregnant, and they said she had to terminate the baby and all that type of stuff. Ooh. And she was like, you know, they said if you continue having this baby, you're at risk of dying. And they were like, no, we're gonna like keep our baby, and it ended up fine. And it's like, you know, of course you have to go through all these processes, and you're like, like you're scared as fuck. But what good experience have you had? if you didn't like go through the the period of uncertainty facts so i'm like you know it's like because everybody's gonna have that moment of like what am i doing like is this even worth it or am i actually gonna get there lose faith and then when you're actually there it just makes the experience much more sweeter so that's why i'm duality of life you know as 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 above so below bro exactly So it's just interesting that you said that and that was already like kind of on my mind. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) You know? Okay, I have one question for you because you know this podcast is all about like gay shit too. So are you an LGBTQ plus ally? Yeah. I know you're straight, right? Yes, I'm straight, but I've always been like had knowledge of gay people. Like I've Mm -hmm. been knowing gay people probably ever since. I was in like first, second grade. Mm-hmm. Like I have many gay homies that I mm-hmm. fuck with. I believe that we should let just every, I'm big on love. Like, right. you know, I preach love 24 yeah. seven. That's all I've been taught in life. I literally don't even know how to hate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, love is love. You know, let people love and let people be them. And plus, if you hating, why the fuck is you hating? Like, right. Get away, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand hate in general. Like, right. why are you hating on that person for, for being who they want to be in life, mm-hmm. but you know, in this in this world we live in, it's like shit, it's just ridiculous. Right. But you know, I am an ally for uh, my people. Yes. I there love we go. My for people who claim to be allies, and they're just like, oh, I don't agree with it, but I'll be friends with a gay person. And I'm like, what is it that you have to be in agreement with? That's the same thing as like when white people say when white people say something racist, we'd be like, I got a black friend. Exactly. Yeah, like, like no, don't apply. You know, see, my I'm big on word is bond type mm-hmm. shit. And it's like I've always been learning never judge anybody to right. like that type. There was something that was like, oh, that shit's weird as fuck. Right. It was just like that person is just them. It's like you just, you know, when you see a gay person, you just know they gay. Of black men, mm-hmm. mainly in Louisiana, yes, is the topic because it's like how I feel from growing up black down here. It's kind of it's real. It's a war zone right now. Mm-hmm. Like I was explaining to somebody, this how toxic is God. Like I, even you probably would notice it. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you can have you can have a fight with somebody. Mm-hmm. You ain't you didn't have to worry about dying after. Exactly. Nowadays, you probably can't even swing on somebody. Mm-hmm. Without they, getting they, stabbed. They, like, they ain't even fighting anymore, bro. It's like I'm seeing the youngies now with guns already, mm-hmm. like strapped up. I always say young boy was the, probably the biggest curse mm-hmm. on who on, on like Louisiana culture. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a legend, mm-hmm. but the negativity he has caused over this town and shit has been so insane and it's like it's it's just crazy toxic because at the same time being a black man in america we are so like going back to the school thing like how the teachers ain't care i remember Mm -hmm. the teachers not giving a fuck about Mm -hmm. us and it's like i was in a class with all these bad kids and it's like nobody cares about us i felt and it's like you go out to the hood and shit like i come from the gutter and shit and it's like it's real out here like Mm -hmm. 
you got to sell drugs to make it because you probably ain't going to get hired at the job that you want and shit. So you trying to make fast money. You got to make, you got to stack your money. And it's like people, so many black dudes care about money so much and about stunting on people and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nobody is no kind of unity down here at all with like the black culture. I mean, we have, we have like the creative scene. Mm -hmm. That's, but that's like a whole, that's like a twilight zone in BR right now. It's like, it's like, you really got to be, you got to just discover this shit out of nowhere Mm -hmm. to create the scene. But it's like outside of creative scene, it's like, bro, niggas are really dying every single day out right. here, bro. And it's like some kind of shit is happening, bro. And it's just crazy. I want to say that we can fix it, but it's like peace, peace is coming. But I don't know when peace is coming. I don't I'll say that. Because <laughs> as long as they promote this, these black rappers image to pop pills and shit and tote mm-hmm. guns and shit. That's going to always be who the seeds look up to and shit, right. especially if it's being spread around a culture like that. And like I said, like shit that you hear from when you're born to your seven, that shit's like, that goes into your psyche. Mm-hmm. Like you seeing these kids nowadays turning up to young boy shit and shit. Image of youngies that I, I used to know these kids when they was babies, mm-hmm. posted up with guns out, ain't even out of high school yet, mm-hmm. like sophomores and freshmen. And I'm like, bro, it's like, it's so what is going on? <laughs> and it's like, you can't ignore it because this shit is happening. It's right there. Right here. I'll be having, I didn't think like last month they had a shooting on my street. Mm-hmm. We're both, well, we're all from like the same city, Alexandria, and the crime. That's a crazy ass city. Jesus. (laughs) Like, I'm so, like, I, when I tell you, when I go home, I don't tell anybody that I'm there. I cannot be mad at my brothers because we are uneducated. So it's like, if you uneducated and you just moving with like your, like your thoughts and shit, you don't know what's right or wrong, it's like, these brothers out here toting guns and shit and stacking a paper like this because this is the only way they know how to make it out. Everybody, every black dude that I know from the hood, we just trying to make it out the hood. Exactly. And it's like in that process, you meet other people that's trying to make it out the hood. Then it become a rivalry, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, then a lot of niggas in love with having ops nowadays. Yeah. But let me tell you a story about my bros when they went down to, to um, Alexandria mm-hmm. one time. My bro... Um, a car was going slow in front of him and he sped past the car. Mm-hmm. That ignited that car to start chasing him and shit, got out the car with a gun and shit. And it's like little things like that get triggered. Exactly. The black man's mind so fast just going into this killing mode. It's like, why I gotta be like that? It's right. like you could just brush that off and just right. people take shit too serious. <laughs> like sped by her, like hit her car and robbed her. In a matter of like two minutes, hit her car and pulled all her shit out and like robbed her shit. We living in Gotham City without Batman. That bro. is crazy. <laughs> and then all the crime here, like, I don't know. It's, it's just making it very hard to like be a person, be a woman at that too. And so cops, I'm like- It seemed like the cops don't even be out here, they bro. They don't. No cap. Like they stand behind there, like they just wait till their ship is over, switch over to the next person. I always say, I think the best thing that I heard, I forgot which rap I heard this from or mm-hmm. which like thing I got this from, but it was like, it's like you hire these white policemen to patrol these neighborhoods that they never been to or they don't even know what mm-hmm. it's like. So it's like, 
you already causing a bad dynamic because these white these white men going up into their neighborhood looking for mm-hmm. criminals. Right. When it's like this, is just a lifestyle that we live and shit. But it's like right because they're programmed mm-hmm. to believe one thing, we're programmed to believe another. Like they will never. White, I'm sorry, white people in general will just <laughs> never understand the like the black never. experience. I don't care if you never. were growing up poor or anything. <laughs> Hell no, you still mm-hmm. you you experience poverty. It's different. A lot of people experience I'm poverty. A, I'm a peaceful brother, mm-hmm. and I'll be feeling the vibe sometime when I'll be mm-hmm. talking to white people, and it's like I can tell they're scared and shit, exactly. or like they go into like defense mechanism mode. Mm-hmm. It's like, I gotta be like that type exactly. shit. <laughs> like they don't understand that we can read their energy, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just I feel like we have this Tell a lot me. of black people are very open to, you know, the weird white people or like the outcasts or the interesting ones. But at the end of the day, there's still white people who wanna hey. like take our culture. Culture virtue culture vultures are exactly. real. So that's probably one thing I despise. I don't hate, but it's like I peep it when it happens. And I remember somebody asked me for my opinion on that. Like, if you see a white person with locks, what would you say? Mm-hmm. I'm not the type to judge. Right. But just always tell people, even even when they say we see a white person saying N words, like you go around that shit saying around some people, some black people that care. Yeah. Hey, if you get your ass whooped, that's, that's on, on you. you. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. you. If you get your ass whooped, that's on that's you. That's why I said like, you do what I'm going to always take my people's time nah. before anything. But you know, <laughs> It's crazy that you say that you just like um, started opening up to more white people and shit. Mm-hmm. Not not to make this whole second half thing about white people and shit. <laughs> man, we just talking, bro. Right. But it's like all my life, um, I wouldn't say like when I first, like before I moved to like Ascension Parish, that's mm-hmm. like Gonzales, Dutchtown, that area. Mm-hmm. I was going to East Riverville, St. Gabriel. St. Gabriel, like right down the street from where we at right now. Small mm-hmm. ass community, only family that stay in that bitch. Right. I was like kind of crazy when I saw my first white person like in St. Gabe because I didn't even think white people lived on there. That's how right. much I was surrounded by black people and black culture. Right. A lot of white friends, but I also had a lot of black friends. It was like, I was like kind of like a mix. I was like a gumbo of friends. Cause it's like at lunch, I could like sit, you know, like how you had those popular white people at school. Yeah. I was tapped in with them. I could right. sit with them, but also I was also cool with the gangsters and shit that exactly. would knock your shit out too. <laughs> So I could sit with them too. It's like I had people that would really fuck you over if they knew that they was fucking with you. And mm-hmm. I had white people that would fucking like pay for me if I went out. If to you eat got or some shit. locked up. <laughs> or shit. Yeah. See? So it was like it was like a crazy dynamic. Cause like I'll be going to these white people cribs and they'll have like the um what's that shit that you used to have for the police? You remember when we was doing the Black Lives Matter shit? It was like I'm I'm with blue type shit or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be crazy, but it's, that's just how it was in the Central Paris. Central Paris, it was just, I could be friends with anybody, as right. long as you're not no fucking weirdo. You know, exactly. Or a hater. I don't yeah. like Weirdo or hater. <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Oh, I cannot stand vultures and everything like that. They hype up the, the toting guns image. Like, they love the gangster shit. I freaking, that's why your boy is hate, so big. I freaking hate when I, when I, when I see a white dude rapping. Some, like, some freaking rap lyrics, hard as fuck, passionate as fuck. It's like, bro, you don't have a, a inch. Right. You don't even know. You can't even experience exactly. what that nigga is talking about. You don't even know how hard it is. But bro. everybody romanticizes the hood because that's what makes the money. Not the people who actually exactly. in the hood actually doing it. The people who romanticize it, that's what makes the money. And that's why 
the crime is going to keep going, I feel. And it's, I don't like I Like I said, like I said, as soon as we start, as soon as we stop um, romanticizing mm-hmm. this whole gangster image so big and shit. Right. And start stop preaching that to the seeds. That's when we'll start seeing some peace in the world. But like, right. like we such and we in such a limbo right now. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what's up. gonna happen tomorrow. <laughs> like, like, up. like this. This how down in the gutter we is. We already got people praying that um, LSU and SU don't get shot up. That's exactly. how real it is. Exactly. And you can't even ignore that because a shooting may happen, mm-hmm. and we can't ignore that shit. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was just talking about that with my friend too. Like I'm actually scared to come. Like I wouldn't say I'm scared. I wouldn't say I'm scared because I'm scared for the nighttime. I, I've been around a lot of shootings. I've ran away from a lot of bullets in my life too. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired. I didn't got maze. Like what the fuck am I doing getting maze? I don't get. The, I'm done with that shit. I feel like I have reached a point in my life where I should not be running from the motherfucking it's, it's insane how normal it feels. Exactly. It's insane how normal. I don't want that to be normal. I don't want to like. I'm no. gonna get. I'm gonna get that bitch on 808 TV. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Take off running with the camera. Like I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't want that. I like, want everybody to be together, home. happy and shit. That's what I'm saying. Like this has never happened. happened. Like, it's the greatest day in BR history, man. We yeah. lost. <laughs> my friend was just talking about that. Like, the merging of worlds is about to be crazy. It's going to be packed as fuck. And also, somebody said on Twitter, like, uh, they grow and I want to see the race war happen, so she ain't going to the game. <laughs> and I just hey, feel like... I remember somebody told me that they was going to drop kick a white dude. Bro. Like, for real. Like, I was just... I'm with it. <laughs> Shit. Just tell me when y'all going. I love, I love, I love everybody. But hey, if something pop off, bro, if I see one of my homies get hit, it's, it's, I gotta react. I mean, but that's real. Look, that's I'm, just real. I'm a peaceful person. Don't start that. But hey, day. you can always catch these hands no matter what. I ain't never been afraid mm. to throw them up, bro. So, like, what's your moon sign? Uh, Scorpio. Scorpio. Pray for You're me, a Sag rising? Taurus. Taurus rising. Where Capricorn your Sag come from? My Sagittarius, yeah. Um, because I'm born right at the crust of uh, December 22nd, so it's like the beginning, yeah, of Capricorn, Capricorn season into Sagittarius. Plus, I got Sag and Mercury, and that controls your uh, communication, communication yeah. thinking shit. So I love I'm like, I got the seriousness and the big brother like responsibility Aww. of a Capricorn, mm-hmm. but I can also crack jokes. I ain't like right. one of them serious ass Capricorns that be. But if you ain't. Hey, I always warn people you cannot get on the bad side of the Capricorn. Right. Because we is ruthless. Oh, I, have, I know. I, I have I've had some <laughs> my first girlfriend I broke up with him broke up with her on Christmas. What I found fuck? out she was cheating on me. I was like, okay, I had to let her different. go. I had that's to let different. her go. But it's like, yeah, like the same thing. If you don't keep it real, I can't I can't really bang with you because the moment the moment you cross me, I'm never gonna forget that. You know, it's so <laughs> funny. My most toxic relationship is with Capricorn. But it was a situation shit. And you wanna know why I was toxic? <laughs> I made it toxic. I'm not gonna cap. Cause I would think like he's telling me the truth, what exactly like he wants out Capricorn's of Capricorn's keep it real. And my real. ass, I'm like, no, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I love you. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, I told you I wasn't down for that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll stick around until you do. <laughs> and it never happened. Oh, wasted a whole year. That shit was hilarious though. I can't cap. 
I'm, I'm much better now. Hey, that must be. I'm in that same. I'm in that same mode right now. Uh-huh. It's like I don't really want a girlfriend because life's so busy right now. But it's That's, like it's always busy for y'all though. Y'all don't ever slow down. <laughs> I've never met a Capricorn it's like who in, likes to settle. In, in my head, it's like I'm on. I'm and on go so much. Bro. I'm on go so much. Yeah. It's like I literally. It's like we plan our shit so strategically. Mm-hmm. It's literally like. We understand that somebody could come in there and just fuck up the whole game set. So it's like, for right. me, I can't even have a girl right now because I know I wouldn't be able to, like, fully give her my attention and shit and right. fully, like, be there for that person. So mm-hmm. it's like, why even waste somebody's time? Because I didn't have people waste my time. And I'm mm-hmm. so real. It's like, I'm not about to waste your time. Right. You still be my little boo, though. Exactly. Like, I, can't, I can't be there for you 24-7 now. <laughs> uh, you got to understand that. I felt that. Interesting. So you talking to someone right now is what I'm hearing. I ain't talking to nobody. Nobody. Man. Nothing Shit's, at all. It's crazy out here in the streets, man. It is. The dating eight scene o, is eight ugly. 808 single as fuck, bro. It's just crazy, though. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still still trying to get my paper up. And it's like, in days like this, bro, if you ain't got that bag, bro, most of these chicks ain't talking to you. I've, mm-hmm. I've known that the dating game... When you turn 20s compared to the shit back in high school, it's like yeah, two different things. It used to be so easy to go with a chick, go to move on high school and shit and do shit. But it's like out here, hey, nothing. You better come, <laughs> you better come correct. And it's like most of the it's like the type of chicks that I like, I like chicks that like chase shit. And it's like mm-hmm. actually doing something with it. Right. Like, and those chicks in college right now grinding their ass off. So they ain't even got they time got to time hang out. Yeah, they ain't even got time to hang out with me in the first place. So I might as well just stay on my grind. <laughs> yeah, I felt that. I felt that. You're not about to. Say- Mom is a very in a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. That she's a single mother. Right. So it's like growing up, um, being raised by somebody like that. I love an independent woman. Right. Like yeah, you don't need my help. That, that, that make me want you more, Scorpio. Oh, I love that. Mystery, Scorpio mystery mothers. lady, Scorpio, oh. and a Scorpio dad. And a Scorpio oh, older brother. Stop. Insane. Yeah, I got like four Scorpios <laughs> in my family too. My older brother, my two younger brothers, and my uncle. My yeah. grandma. My grandma was a Capricorn like me though. Mm-hmm. That's where I get most of my realness from. Because yeah. she kept it real as fuck. Right. It's like being raised by Scorpio loving mom, mm-hmm. Capricorn keeping it real grandma. Right. And an infused 808 Todd. Yeah. I like to say I'm like, a mix of MLK, Tupac, with a dash of Playboy Cardi. Okay, that's, that's the ingredients. I fuck with that. Because like I, I look, I look at MLK how he was able to touch people and shit. Now mm-hmm. Tupac, I feel like Tupac is one of the realest people to ever live this earth. Yeah, one of the greatest twenty-five years, and he always kept it real and he spoke for the people. Yeah. And you know, Cardi, because he lit his fuck. I'm a right. weird ass person till death. Period. Period. <laughs> I'm okay. like, I would, what I, what I call myself back in the day like a Liddy philosopher. A Liddy philosopher. <laughs> hey, copyright that. <laughs> All my Taurus shout out my Geminis. Stay, Gemini, stay away from Taurus the Libras. <laughs> What's wrong with Libras? They break my heart. I love Libras. <laughs> oh, I love I fuck Libra. with Libras though. Mm-hmm. But Libras be on some other shit. What's on my favorite side? Mm-hmm. Tauruses. My best friend is a Taurus. Capricorns. 
every Capricorn I know I fuck with. Mm-hmm. Gemini's, because Gemini's, I don't know. Gem- oh, some of my y'all closest be best friends are Gemini's. Y'all be bro. grinding. That's I, what and it I, is. I y'all guess love the grind. I, love, I love Virgos too. Gemini's mm-hmm. and Virgos, they talk so much, and I'm a talkative person. Mm-hmm. I go listen to a Virgo talk all day because they just talk about nonsense. They just right. talk about whatever the fuck comes to <laughs> I love it. Aquarius's, shout out my Aquarius's, bro, because y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all just be out here doing y'all shit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I love Aquarius's. It's funny because you name most of the signs I don't get along with. <laughs> Taurus, but no. Gemini, I admire Gemini's, but I can't Gemini's be crazy Gemini's. Like, Gemini's I, are crazy as fuck. I, fuck I, with I, I can't. I sometimes. love, like, it's in, it's crazy how much I love Gemini's. It's the battle for me. <laughs> it's like they're so confident yet so insecure. So I'm like, where is it? Where's the battle? Cancers, crybaby asses. I don't do cancers. See, <laughs> you don't like cancers. none of the people I like. I love cancers. <laughs> Pisces, the little, the little. I, love I love every Pisces, Pisces I know. They they always like a little sibling. Bro. I, I love Pisces. Pisces. How do you feel about Aries? Because you ain't even. Aries go up. crazy. Aries head first, bro. They be driven as hell. Aries, every time I think of an Aries, I think of somebody kicking my damn door down. Stop. <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> Every Aries, every Aries I know just straight like they with the shits, like right. going head first. Okay, I'll ask questions later. <laughs> Top five artists and why? Top five artists and why? Not like of all time. It could be right now. You know, because I know it's. I hard. actually got a list. I got a top fifty artists. Oh yeah, list. I know you already, you already have yours. You already have yours. Um, off top the dome, try to do it off top dome without looking at my list. No okay. shit. Who I've been listening to a lot. Top five, fuck off top of them. At five, I gotta put my man Ghostface Killer. Okay. If y'all don't know my boy, one of the ah. greatest rappers of all time. He come from the woo. Supreme mm-hmm. Clientele was a must listen album. Mm-hmm. The way he rhymes is elite and is pure. It's amazing. Right. At number four, I have to say Juice World. Mm-hmm. Juice World is a legend. Everybody had their heartbreak artists in high school. Mm-hmm. Juice World was that person for me. Right. It's like everything he rapped about, it's like, damn, it was like I was living that shit. Like, right. if you ain't never cried to a Juice World tape, you're not a fan. No cap. <laughs> you're not a fan. I felt that. Um, number three, I'm going to have to go with um, the man, the God himself, Stevie Wonder, mm. a legend. He was a blind man out here producing, writing some of the greatest tracks of all time, bro. Mm. A legend. I love Stevie. At number two, I'm have to go Mike Jackson, bro. You I know, get it. I'm gonna have to put Michael, bro. Michael, Michael is easy. He's the shit that he was preaching and putting. He was he was like one of the people that was like meant to live on Earth. Like you knew mm-hmm. this nigga had a purpose of being here, right? And what he was doing. And number one, round of applause. <laughs> Tupac. Uh, I believe easy. Tupac is music for me. I don't know mm-hmm. about for other people, but it's like that's my mom's favorite artist. So it's like Same. as a kid, I grew up on a lot of Tupac. I remember he, hearing "Keep Your Head Up," mm-hmm. Brenda's Got a Baby. All that shit was like life changing to me. The way right. he spoke and shit, and it's all it's like his whole catalog is. I got all eyes on me and me against the world on vinyl. Yeah, so, I have yeah. all eyes on me on fire. I know. I think classic that was my album. First one. Jesus Christ, that album is uh, That was my I first. I love Tupac, man. My mom knew what the fuck she was doing when she got me out for Christmas. <laughs> I'm so, like, I tell anybody to this day, like, my favorite gift was my vinyl recorder and my Tupac, my Tupac vinyl. Like, that was the Jesus, best I can name so many great artists. Uh, honorable yeah. mentions. Go out of honorable mentions. I'm trying to name quick people off my head. Go ahead. 
good. Brent Fiennes. Yes. I'm a legend right now. I was supposed to go see him at the Bar City for twenty dollars. Yeah. Before COVID. Before COVID. Hit. Before COVID. I had, I had tickets. <laughs> I had tickets. Brent Tribe Called Quest, legendary group. I yes. fucking love mm-hmm. Tribe. Um, who's another dude? Steve Lacey been going crazy this year. I fuck mm-hmm. with Steve. Tyler the Creator. I believe he's top three in the world right now. A lot of people mm-hmm. wouldn't agree with that, but he's a legend. Kanye. Damn, I should have put Kanye in my top five. <laughs> Kanye is a fucking goat, though. I fucks with Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Hill, amazing. Uh, I love Lauren Hill. My Outcast, favorite artist of all time. Freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, who freaking else? Snoop Dogg. I fuck with Snoop Dogg a lot. Uh, I don't want to look at my phone at my notes and see the list, but I right. have so many <laughs> more i love your music taste it's just bro music is i literally like it blows my mind like Mm -hmm. probably 50 percent of my day is listening to music right i probably fit probably even more than that i spend so much time listening to music it's just so much out there and so much and at the same time i don't want to give away my cheat codes but at the same time (laughs) ain't nobody can i have such a unique creative perspective nobody can really take it from me right it's like i listen to music one of the main things I try to, when I'm hearing a song, I try to visualize if I can create a scene with it. Right. So most of the times I'm listening to music, it's for the vibe too, but it's also to see like, what can I create with this right. song and shit. Cause I, I always say that's a large part of 808 TV is mm-hmm. the music. Like if you go back to all my videos and you, you pay attention to the song I pick, bro, it's always gonna hit exactly. the vibe right. And I love music for that. It's okay. like, and I'm still a low key YouTuber, so it's like I ain't really worried about copyright claims because it's like I ain't getting paid for chit chat. So right, fucking, I'm just out here using just music. Give me your shit. shit. Right. <laughs> okay, period. Give me your shit. I love What's it. legal at this fucking point? <laughs> right, we just you all guys. out here. Fuck exactly. <laughs> but oh my god, it's been so good. I love it. Um, I'm going to be a reincurring guest. This ain't the last no time. No, Cal, this is not the last time. Y'all will be hearing Tasha again. But yes, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, it's giving a classic. It's giving, <laughs> it's giving some real it's giving, shit. Hey, that's it's another hey, legendary. Final, final note, bro, to the, hey, shout out to the female lingo. I don't understand that shit, but that shit is funny as fuck. It influences I, the culture. I remember one time I texted this girl some shit and she said, her, and I was so confused. <laughs> That's all she said. And I was her. like, bro, what? I love it. I love it. It's it's not even just the female lingo, it's the queer lingo. It's like queer you lingo. gotta give it shout to out like to queer queers black forever, people. Bro. Like kisses, kisses. Shout out everybody that's being underrated right now. No cow. Let express yourself to the fucking fullest and exactly. stop giving a fuck what these people think about Unapologetic. you. Because the main person, main person that you may be ashamed that's judging you. Don't even know who the fuck they are in the first place. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody opinion matters. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, y'all. It's been real. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode. Shout out to Taj for coming on here and spilling everything that needed to be spilled. Okay. It's giving spiritual. It's giving growth. It's giving the South is really doing this shit and we should be recognized for it. So thank y'all for tuning in. I will have my socials down below as well as Taj and I will see y'all next Sunday. Goodbye.